I think with a lot of these things, uh, we don't want to limit it. Um, we want to give it out to people and let people have access to it instead of saying, this is mine. If you want to study it, if you want to study it, come and study with me. But you're not allowed to teach anybody. It's like that is not going to happen. It's knowledge. It's information. Again, with psychic psychic stuff we we have to change our paradigm i'm not sure how it's going to work but we have to open things up to people Stuart Palm, like the palm of your hand. And I'm back uh, at the microphone finally after a couple of months. I'm sorry for the the delay in a new episode. <laughs> I was pretty uh, sure that I would have a quick one after the last episode, but it didn't turn out that way. The summer has gotten away with itself. Um, today, uh, I'm going to talk a bit uh, with with uh, Richard Wicks, who uh, is my guest today, on remote viewing. And um, this is a subject that I think I'm going to need to go into more in the future. Um, remote viewing is fascinating to me. And, and if you look it up online, there's a wide range of um, reports on it and a wide range of belief in it. There's a lot of... Um, a lot of people saying that that the findings of remote viewing are not valid and uh, not scientifically um, uh, valid and they can't be replicated and all kinds of different problems with remote viewing. Um, but I had an interesting experience uh, when Richard Wicks came over. We had lunch and then he came over to my house and um, he he's going through a deep study into uh, parapsychology or psi research and he um is studying remote viewing in depth and he sat down with me and he gave me a target based on um the old stargate process and it went very well and i had a lot of good hits and it was a fascinating experience to um learn or begin to learn a little bit about uh what remote viewing is um if you look on wikipedia wikipedia basically reports remote viewing as something that's been disproven. Um, let me give you the exact quote here. Uh, da, 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 da. There's no credible scientific evidence that remote viewing works. And the topic of remote viewing is, sorry, the topic of remote viewing is regarded as pseudoscience. But we come across that a lot um, in the world, um, especially when it comes to uh, million dollar, multi-million dollar uh, government research into Psy, and you've got to wonder um, which side of that is um, really the truthful side. Because you know, if if uh, if there's a Psy experience that the governments um, are studying, the U.S. government found, or whoever it is that have been effective for them, uh, would they tell us? I don't think so. I think that would be a um, a special weapon 
in their arsenal, a special power that they would hold on to. So that's part of the controversy about whether or not remote viewing is valid. From my experience, it's fascinating. And that's why it goes very firmly in the box of mystery and is perfect for this show. Um, Richard Wicks and I uh, had a wonderful conversation. I learned of him from Peter Gable, who eventually I will have on and uh, over for an interview. Um, Wicks has a, a thing called Wicks Way, and we talk about it, and he describes it in depth in this uh, interview. And I learned about it uh, when discussing this with um, with Peter Gable, and I, t- I talk about that in the interview as well. Um, but it, it's a way to – it's sort of a formless um, – Tai Chi in a way to reduce pain in yourself and and in others. And I'm I'm just, I am in a sense of awe and wonder and fascination with, with um, what he's come up with and, uh, and the fact that it does work. And I am, I'm in that mindset without questioning the whys and, and, and just sort of going with it. Um, I originally did a recording like a while ago, um, I think even back when I la- the last episode came out, I'd already or had just done the recording that day with Richard. And, and when I went and tried to edit it, there was just so much background noise through Skype that it wasn't possible for me to get a good episode. It would have been uh, worse quality than some of those first episodes of Mysterious World that I'm sure you guys all remember if you've gone back and listened to them. Uh, they, they the audio quality. We've really stepped it up. And the quality of this is good, only I'm still learning. And and, and uh, when when you listen to the interview, what happened is uh, I have my normal microphone that you're hearing me speak into now. And I also have a second cardboard microphone that plugs into my iPad that Richard was recording on so that I could have two direct voices. And that one gets a lot more um, I haven't fine-tuned it as much. It gets a, It's not as high-tech, and it, it uh, got more room noise. So you'll have a sense of the two different microphones. I haven't figured out quite how to meld everything together um, without spending a lot of money on another microphone of, of the quality that you're hearing me now. But you'll understand, and I'm sure uh, you'll be okay with the uh, quality as is. But if you want things to get even better and keep getting better, you can go onto the Mysterious World podcast page, uh, either at stuartpalm.com by clicking the podcast button or by going to mysteriousworldpodcast.com and uh, hitting the donate button and you could send us a little monetary support. We do have uh, uh, the ability to... um, uh, sign on as a repeated payment or as a one-time deal. Everything is much appreciated. Um, and many thanks for those who have given us a donation. And a special thanks goes out to Zach Barkowski, who was the first to give a donation and set up for a repeated uh, monthly donation. It's helped a lot. And um, uh, I pledge to have at least an episode come out a month from now on. I already have recorded the next episode. The next episode after this one is going to be with my sister, the Reverend Adrian Dawson. She is a uh, priest with the Episcopal Church, and we talk about belief. And um, we we are working together slowly over the years on coming up with a book about our shared experiences on my side as a mentalist and hypnotist, on her side as a priest and basically showing the crossovers between our two worlds and um, 
how there are many similarities and and what the differences are as well. So look forward to that. It shouldn't be too long before that is coming up, but I don't want to waste your time. So here is my interview with Richard Wicks. to do this again um and and i think actually we'll even get a better we'll get a better story than we did the last time because uh i've reviewed what we talked about and and we've had some time since then i think you're actually doing some fascinating things uh that we didn't talk about now in that you're you're involved in psychical research um is that the correct term yeah i think um i think you can say sci i mean i'm I've been reviewing uh, for my uh, bachelor's in psychology, uh, been reviewing literature and basically just looking at, in some ways, been looking at why is psi when it seems to me like such a proven phenomena, why is it still not accepted? And I I have to come up with scientific reasons, yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah, I'd love to talk about that. I tend to find that that's a bit me. I tend to, I tend to end up talking about just been you know uh what i've been dealing with like recently you know what i mean Stuart? yeah i do um in terms of of psychical research and it not being accepted do you think it will be at some point um i think i think has such big changes i think the the problems with psychical research being accepted are not really so much to do with science it's more to do with society um, so it's more of a sociological issue. Um, we haven't, have you heard of fundamental attribution error? Fundam- fundamental attribution error. Yeah. The FAE. Okay. Yeah. That, error. Yes. I have heard of that. Okay. So you're late and I always blame it cause you're a bad guy that you're late and stood me arm. Not that it was the, the environment, the circumstances. That's what everybody does. And by the way, when I'm late, it was the environment and it's, not because of me. Right. Yeah. So we always basically tend to blame other people for problems when generally it's the environment. Right. And we tend not to blame ourselves for problems when generally it could also be ourselves. Yeah. So right. we, we have this bias and uh, this is part of uh, social psychology. And of course, if you're saying that you could, um, you, that psychic research says you know when you're going to be late, for example. So you can you can go earlier. Yeah, it puts a lot more responsibility on the person. Yeah, if you're going in, you meet see a pretty girl in the bar, and you know whether this is going to be a relationship or not. Essentially, psychic research says, yeah, hey, dude, you actually know. So <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's kind of uh, you have to own up to your lying bastard part, if you know what I mean. Uh, right. And and I think sociologically, there are so many there are so many um, social re- reasons for lying. 
social reasons for dishonesty. You know, I love your I love your new hair. Yeah, that's a great <laughs> dress. No, you don't look fat, darling. I don't think you put on a single pound. I think you lost weight. <laughs> you know, there there are just so many reasons why we need to be a little bit dishonest. And uh, and psychic stuff is is hardcore, <laughs> really. Right. <laughs> Not in a sexy way, yeah. Just hardcore, as in like. You, 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 <laughs> no, I, I didn't think it was in a sexy way. Although we will talk in a minute about the correlations between psychic research and things that are sexy, because we did have a conversation about that before we um, got into the recording booth here. One um, wrote a book on psychic sexuality, and like, there's a whole the whole concept of of melding your spirit with somebody uh, is can you get more sexy than that? Thank you. Something just fell down. I think it's telling it. In goes in the room. Yeah, no. Yeah. Um, but, you know, uh, there is there is something. I mean, that's that's a kind of uh, special sexual yoga. We're talking about sexual yoga now. Oh, my God. Are we going to get so off topic? Yeah, it's, it's, we, it's because we were talking about that before. <laughs> and it's those damn postcards. So what happened is uh, we recorded over Skype and there's just too much ambient noise in the Skype recording. And I'm really glad that that we were able to get together in person in my uh fortress of solitude and record uh, i know it's really great to be at the uh, north pole here yes and uh, it's, <laughs> it's a little chilly getting here but but thanks superman um yeah you know that i was just thinking of one thing i didn't I, I did talk to you a little bit about but it's sort of related to this psychic sexuality is this uh, rubber hand illusion it's you know our way of uh, you know human beings we have an enormous way of transferring our psychic energy or a mental energy into things and uh, i think you know we could call that empathy but what they've done is with a with the rubber hand illusion is you give the person the impression that a rubber hand is their hand and it's done really easily and it's a totally proven psychological phenomena well they've done that on virtual reality like flipping people out of bodies and giving them the feeling that they're in a, a, a completely different body with a completely different orientation or facing in in a direction and um and uh, this is out of an out of body experience or and when we have psychic sex we're having an out of body experience in someone else's energy if you like no oh, that's great it, so it reminds me the description you gave is reminds me of avatar uh the idea of putting yourself into another person's body um yeah. yeah, well, I mean, and don't they say, I think the people, I'm going a bit off track here, but I'm like the UFO researchers say that some of the aliens, they have that relationship to their bodies, that they just have these like suits that they walk into and then they use them and then they walk out. Where is that from? That's great. Um, I, I think, um, I think I'm talking Whitley Schreiber here. Okay. Um, or I might be talking some of the stuff that Lynn Buchanan was talking to me about. Um, and he's one of the remote viewers on the uh, on the Stargate project. On the Stargate project. Great. Um, let's talk a bit about remote viewing because um, we got onto the, con the, the topic. Um, Richard and I just had lunch and then uh, a nice cup of coffee. And then he put me through my first experiment in remote viewing based on his knowledge of, of remote viewing, um, sort of a crash course in, in, uh, experiment one, but it was really fun. I, I, I could have sat there and done it all day. And, um, and I, I, I'm fascinated by the whole subject. So, um, how did you get into looking? I mean, I imagine you got into remote viewing based on the fact that you're doing psychical research. Um, 
But what was the, how did that happen? What was the progression there? Uh, that's really funny. I'm a martial artist, so really, um, and they say remote viewing is a martial art to the mind. Nice. Okay. So I was actually um, teaching Kung Fu uh, in Germany, and a friend of mine from England, we're on the phone, and he's, uh, he's an old you know, business executive, and he always said he... We had psychic powers, and we would we always talk. He would only talk to me about these psychic powers because he thought everyone else would think he was crazy. And I said, "Don't worry, you are crazy." Um, and uh, this was my friend James Anderson. And um, basically, um, he recommended a book to me uh, by David Morehouse. Um, and then I looked into the book, and I was like, "That's totally amazing." And then I got on in touch with um, with Lynn Buchanan, and Lynn Buchanan was the sergeant of the Stargate project. And I happen to understand that sergeants are generally, they're the people that train everyone. Like you're an officer and generally you're not necessarily in the know, but the sergeants, they need to be in the know because they're the guys who are actually running things. Right. Um, and Lim was one of the trainers uh, at this project. And I, within like half an hour of looking into the subject, I was on the phone to Lim. And, uh, and he f came over and taught me... Um, like all the levels of the remote viewing uh, protocol. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I kind of got into it from there. And I, and I kind of left it because it's like, oh, okay, right, I can do that. I've got so many things I need to do. Um, and I've come back to it when I did my psychology degree. I went like, really? We are, why aren't we jumping up and down? Well, I've read all the, this about psychology and I'm not hearing any of anybody talking about our psychic abilities um and i'm not going to mention it now because i'm studying psychology but when i got to my into my thesis i said like okay i want to know you know how much of this is really true and how much you know how why would i be considered crazy to feel these things or or so on and and really i can only say to the people like the dumb skeptics do your research you'll find it's proven like like people, I, I uh, and I was watching actually uh, Joe McMonagle and uh, Lynn Buchanan, and uh, they say the same thing. And I was like, why didn't I listen to them earlier? Right. You know, if you're questioning psychic phenomena, you haven't done your research. That's the only explanation for it. So you got your psychology degree, and now you're writing a paper on psychical research. Is that correct? That, that is actually my thesis. Is so, okay. it, so the last part of the jigsaw puzzle of going through the, you know, process of getting a degree, um, which I need. Do you think, <laughs> it's great to get a degree you don't need. I think uh, the best things I've ever done. Do you think that you're going to come up across resistance to the fact that your topic is psychical research? Um, well, in, yes and no. I mean, science, science essentially is um, a very fair thing. Right. So it doesn't, science is the study of something. Yeah. It's not the coming to conclusions. Yeah. It's the study of something. So all we can say is like somebody's done this and they've got this result. And that means that, that we will assume that this means that. Right. Okay. Um, so I do find that uh, the, the, you know, the whole thing about logical fallacies and so on, there's a logical fall fallacy in spiritualism or physicalism so believing that there is only spirit or there is only physical you know physical um uh the, the basis of everything is basically physical is a logical fallacy it's completely impossible mathematically impossible 
Right. Yeah. So, um, so once we go there, we go, okay, so, um, you can, you can put things together. Basically, that's what I did for my, my research. I put together the fact that number one, physicalism isn't a global way to see things. You can look at, I don't know, um, when you're baking, it's a pretty good way of seeing things. You know, you need, you know, milk, flour, sugar, eggs, butter, uh, and some heat, you know, and some mixing. But if you're talking about, um, how somebody could be out of their body or how somebody could know something from the future or know something from the past or know something that they they have no senses physical senses to know then instead of you can call them a liar but that means you're based based on physicalism yeah right yeah um but um uh paul smith again a major from the i hope i haven't got his rank wrong but i think he was a major from the um uh, he he is definitely uh, in the Stargate project and was kind of, uh, I think he's the um, closest to Ingo, Ingo Swan, who yeah. was the remote viewing. Um, Before we go, go any further on that, um, a lot of people who listen to this will be familiar with the Starbake, Stargate project, um, but there will also be others who don't know what that is. So just give them a basic idea of what the Stargate project is. You know, the, okay. I'll try and keep it brief. Yeah, uh, really nutty guy, uh, Russell Targ, uh, Halpert. Sorry, he's not nutty. Uh, he put together. Uh, he was putting together lasers. Um, so he's a physicist, uh -huh. and he put together a laser that was one meter by one meter that was cutting through like a fire brick. When people thought that lasers had to fill, you know, warehouses, and it was the time. It was sort of Reagan's time, and we'd heard. Uh, in the West, we'd heard that the Russians were spending 200 million US dollars a year. At that time, that was a lot of money. This is back in the yeah, uh, sure. in the 70s um, on psychic research. And they said, well, we need to do something, don't we? So on the basis, not on, not, uh, on the basis of uh, psychology or medicine, they were doing it on information theory. Mm -hmm. um, so they did research on information theory where they did it with Pat Price uh, initially, an Ingo Swan. And Pat Price was an old, uh, you know, American Irish um, police commissioner that had this ability to just go anywhere he wanted with his mind. And they would do this um, remote viewing where it was like from a base point. So they would put um, Russell Targ and Pat Price would be in a Far Faraday's cage, mm -hmm. so in a like electromagnetically sealed cage. Right. Um, so there's no way of getting any radio impulses from the outside. Right. Okay. And then they would send um, Hal to the director's office, and he would get uh, given uh, a um, selection of ten envelopes. Yeah. And the director would then pick one of these ten envelopes, and in the in the envelope was a was a destination, and so he would drive to that destination, and then he would look around, and it was Pat Price's job to say, you what know, was what, there? what what does he? If I was there, if I was him, what would I see? And the um, the research and Jessica Arts did that. She was commissioned by the CIA because the CIA started getting interested in this stuff. Um, to review their statistics. And she said, like, this is we can consider this as statistically proven. Like, we should definitely, definitely be interested in this. Um, and they did a lot of experiments. And really what the 
what happened was the the uh, Russell Targ at the Stanford Research Institute and uh, Hal Putoff, along with Ed May and, and various other people, they put together a military unit. And the military unit, one of its names was, uh, I think it was called Grill Flame. Yeah. So. Okay. And But the famous name that everyone's going to stick because of the TV show was Stargate. Of course. So um, they got this name called Stargate and they, um, they trained and they trained, they um, um, they trained with Ingo Swan, but it was on contract. So the interesting thing about remote viewing is it's it was always a uh, open civilian project in a way that was then taken and used to view military things at the time that you know it was needed, and then it's been used in archaeology, archaeology, and it's been used. Uh, Russell Targ used it for. Um, uh, I think he got two hundred thousand US dollars by mm-hmm. by forecasting uh, <laughs> silver prices. So I mean, it's, it could be used for like incredible things. It's a really an amazing technique. Sure, but you got to train it. It's like anything, and I think some people are good at it. Like if you look at again, I was looking at the BEM research. Uh, uh, Daryl BEM of Cornell University had this amazing research um, where he's doing. Um, He's, he's basically trying to find a research method which everybody's going to say is okay. So I show you a picture of a pretty girl and you get a, you know, you kind of get a sexy reaction. It's an erotic picture, maybe a girl and boy kissing. Right. It, it isn't, it's not porn or anything. Right. As far as I know. Um, and, um, and you're going to get an erotic reaction. So normally the, that is like ABC is like, I show you the picture, you have a reaction, I measure the reaction. Yeah. And then before before there's nothing, yeah, and afterwards there's nothing. So he said, okay, well, I'm interested in measuring the reaction before you see the picture. And um, there were random pictures. I think the database was like 700 pictures and like a very few of them were actually, you know, a little bit you know, erotic. Yeah. And um, the people were actually responding four to ten seconds before which means the computer hadn't actually chosen the picture and they were responding to the erotic picture. Which kind of supports the idea that time is an illusion. Well, remote viewing, I mean, if times, if, if time and space are connected, remote viewing already proves that. Right. So if, if I'm viewing something which is not here, I've already screwed the time space uh, idea. Concept, yeah. Right. <laughs> so, and really, that was that was my hypothesis. Is like we're not defining the self properly well, by limiting the self to you know just the physical body, um, which is a physicalist uh, approach. We're we're limiting ourselves to way more fun. Yeah, you know, we can have way more fun <laughs> out there, don't we? For sure. But do you fe- do you think you're better? Um... Pardon me. Okay. Some batteries fell. Um, it's the power. Yeah, we're energy everywhere. Uh, <laughs> are we? Um, do Do you feel you're have a sort of a, a head up on this kind of understanding and of being involved in remote viewing because you have a background in martial arts and in studying um, what we'll co- talk about in a minute of uh, coming to. Wick's way and and your your understanding of uh, Tai Chi and um, that that side of things. 
Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of a, again it's a like a bit of a like um, autobiographical story. I I I was interested in the martial arts. Um, then I went to China and met a guy who was teaching me Tai Chi, mm-hmm. uh, but it was without a form. Like most people think Tai Chi is with a form, and and he right. was he was healing people. He was like holding up his ha- hand and like you know I'm with you here now, uh, Stuart, and I I hold up one hand and I hold it in front of your body and I can be two, three, four metres away, it doesn't matter the distance, and I can tell you what's going in, on inside your body, inside the organ, inside the whatever. And I'm already like, that is that is not possible. I saw it, I was convinced this guy was completely off his rocker. And what changed I, your mind? Well, he he challenged me, he said, okay, uh, well, no, it's not, it, was, it wasn't exactly like that. Um, there was a, a very nice uh, German lady uh, there at the clinic at the same time, and uh, and he'd started doing stuff with her because she'd been there before, and I was actually just gone there for the first time in this clinic in Chengdu. It was 1989, yeah? China was like, if you were a white person, like people would queue and stand around you, and just wherever you stopped, there would be, like, they hadn't seen white people before. So right. you were an alien. I was an alien. And uh, and he'd seen uh, this German lady before, so he was a little bit more open to her. And he said, oh, we'll come back and I'll show you how to, I'll show you this method. Um, and I, I was thinking this is like complete bogus. Mm-hmm. He did some work with her and I saw that something was going on. I said, I want to know what that is. And after three days of training with him, I was able to feel the energy inside other people. And I was like, oh, my God, my whole worldview is falling to pieces because what I think is important is obviously not as important as I think it is. Yeah? yeah. And the limits of myself, the borders of myself, are not what I thought they were. Um, and and it's scary. I mean, on, I I felt it was really scary. So for me, in a way, it's like a personal journey to uh, you know accept the psychic research and say, okay, so really, I understand it's out of fear that a lot of people have got it wrong, and it's out of fundamental attribution error and so on and so on. The responsibilities that we'd have to take would they're legal, they're moral, they're, they're enormous. Yeah, if you if you take the fact that we we know a lot of the consequences of what we're going to do yeah um so um yeah so that's uh that kind of messed me up um and my response to it was to stay in asia to study it more (laughs) good before that what was the form of martial art that you were doing um, it was a mixed form so it was uh it was um a guy that studied in uh um, Malaysia, and he picked up uh, the um, the martial arts training from various areas. So before, like we we generally now we hear of family styles or animal styles. Well, they used to have like provincial styles, like you'd study the can, can, Canton fist or you'd right. study the Shandong fist. Well, he'd studied like that. So he'd done it more in the these sort of areas. So it was a mixture. I, I think I learned a snake form. Uh, then I learned something which was called the China form. And so it was... What do you practice very, now? Uh, Hong Fong, which is uh, it's a Honga form. So okay. it's, it's the really southern... Um, uh, southern tiger crane style. It's famous for being tiger crane. Nice. Uh, but I feel like, honestly, when people say Tai Chi is, you know, the soft one, I feel, well, 
actually it really depends on how you do it so it's i see tai chi and kung fu is actually it's the same tai chi chuan and kung fu right it's exactly the same so so would wix way be a an a form of uh formless tai chi no yeah maybe so wix way is what is wix way that's a good question well, Wix way is kind of what I say it is. That's nice. You are Wix. Yeah, so I'm, it, I'm, I'm, it, it has to be whatever you say it is. Yeah. <laughs> so I'd like people to find their own way. So that's why I said it's way. So Wix way is not, okay, I'm talking about my way. Okay. Yeah. I did it my way. <laughs> um, and so I could sing that way better. <laughs> <laughs> I love that moment you realize you're, oh, wait, I'm recording this. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, what am I doing? Um, so anyway, um, we could uh, we could edit it out and then we please. could record it nicely later and dub it back over. Just put in put in uh, Frank Sinatra. <laughs> um, although it's not that great a voice. Oh, well, you're going to get hate mail. I'm going to get hate mail for that. Um, <laughs> so um, anyway, um, uh, the the Tao, the Chinese call the Tao, is the way. And the way um, I think is is always about the process. You know, we are developing, mm-hmm. so uh, we tend to be uh, in the Western culture. We tend to be about what we can get, yeah? right? And about more material objects and things. And really, you know, it's a lot of more about the process in in the way. Um, and what happened to me was I was very interested in a method um, because I'm. I'm actually a naturopath and I'm actually a clinical massage therapist. So feeling and health, and I've done a lot of, you know, medical training, uh, um, feeling and health is, is what I do and helping people is what I do. And I came across um, a Yun method and Yun method is a good method. Um, Yun method was about working with strength, strengthening people's weaknesses. And I was writing about it. And one of the best things you can do to learn about something is write about it. Sure. And I just, I woke up in the middle of the night. I said, this is way too complicated. You know, you should really connect to love. This is the most powerful healing energy in the world. Connect to love. And then I started to work in that way. And Wix Way became this... I was actually working with a friend who just really was having trouble with my my uh, my methods, um, or actually every method yeah, that I tried to show him. It was too complicated. So I said, "Okay, I'm, I don't don't be offended if you're listening listening." But I said to the person, "Yeah, I said, look, this is the simplest form. This it doesn't get simpler." simpler you just got to connect to unconditional love so you can imagine everything in the universe is a wave imagine going from the top of a wave down to the bottom because if it goes in one direction it goes in the other direction it's law of levers size at newton yeah if it if you cannot walk forward without pressing behind you if right. you're if you're sitting on your your ass and you want to stand up you have to push your feet down you can't stand up without pushing your feet down. So every single direction goes in another direction as well. Yep. So if you're sick, your energy is going in one direction towards sickness, maybe even more sickness. Maybe you're going towards health. Well, the Chinese have this idea that in the Tao, the Taoists have this idea of returning to where you come from. So basically go back to the beginning of the wave. Yeah. If the sickness is a wave, which it, everything is a wave form. Yeah. Everything is energy. So an individual thing, be. an individual thing is a waveform. So you say, okay, I pick that sickness, picture, picture that sickness as a wave. 
picture my current state of sickness as the, as the top of the wave. And I'm going to send like really fast because again, intentions, martial arts, you know, it's straight away. It's like a flash of light from the top of the wave to the bottom mm-hmm. in like a, in like a flash. Yeah. And then, um, uh, basically, um, you'll be sending it back to zero and zero is where all options start. Yeah. And that's unconditional love. If you accept something completely, like everything's okay. So that's what I call unconditional love energetically. And then I said, okay, well, that's step one. Now I want to, I want to remind you. So it's a, you might say it's a bit like hypnosis. It says, so the Chinese say three gives birth to everything. Yes. Yeah. You might've heard like zero gives birth to one, one gives birth to two and three gives birth to everything. But I might say from a Western point of view, what's the simplest problem? One plus one equals two. So you need three things to make anything. If you've got a problem, you it's definitely made out of three things. It's right. not one equals one. It's not a problem. Yeah. One plus one. What's the, you know, what's, what's the problem? So it's a triangle. Yeah. And I think, you know, you're an artist as well. You know, the triangle is the most basic form. Like it yep. doesn't get, you know, the, the, the circle is, is a sort of a, the above form, it's sort of unconditional love, I call it, like the circle, sort of unconditional love. So let's take three points, doesn't matter what they are, your problem is, whether it's a knee pain or a back pain or a, or a relationship pain or an emotion, it's, it's an energy. If I just focus on that for one second, now I'm going to say, what is connected to it? Well, three things, I don't know what they are, it could be the fact that my cat did a poo on the lunch this morning on the on the sandwiches, <laughs> yeah. It could be the postman's fat. It could be, um, I, I always say, an ET farted on Alpha Centauri. It could be anything, yeah. Everything in the universe is connected, so it could be, yeah. Right. This could be, like, if I only I could find that alien, yeah. Um, <laughs> if, if I could send those things back to the beginning of the universe... I don't know what that is, but we'll just imagine I do. I'm going to send it. I know it, everything has a beginning, so I know it. there is one. Yeah. So I send it again really fast back to the beginning of the universe. Okay. Now see how you feel. But by the way, first, before you do that, just take a breath because I'm asking you to connect to unconditional love. Right. What am I doing? I'm going, okay, connect to unconditional love. That's not love. That's, I'm forcing something. Yep. Although my intention is towards love, so I'd like you to just take a break and take a breath, chill, uh, go into that like zero zone where you say, oh, by the way, if this doesn't change and if I don't get better, it's okay. Yeah. This is this is my life. <laughs> this is what I got to deal with today. Um, and so I showed him this, but I'd, I'd done it myself with knee pain and I didn't even think it was going to work. And it, the knee pain, I worked on my knee pain like, seconds and i'm like god this is faster than anything i've experienced um and uh at this point you were doing it to yourself yeah yeah i was doing it to myself i do it a lot to myself of course yeah yeah. when i when i have stuff i do now too i do well i i do it i and i the thing is i don't limit myself i am very much um i know people people are probably gonna go oh you should only you should only support your own stuff i'm like bullshit Whenever you find something that works, use it. And sometimes you'll want to use the red spanner and sometimes you want to, you know, 
the spanner that fits is the right one. And sometimes you've got five that fit and you want a red one and you just like the red one. The red one's the one you like. Just uh, go with that. Yeah. Um, I think um, it's, I think it's, um, what do they call them? Charlatanery. When people say my method will fix everything. Sure. I th I think that's the only thing that I'd say, like, run away from these people. Yeah. They're trying to make you dependent on them. Yeah. You don't want this sort of people. They're going to let you down and you'll be fucked. Yeah. Oh, sorry. You probably shouldn't. shouldn't yeah, it's fine. Way. Yeah. So you're, 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 um, yeah, and we were talking about betrayal bonding. So the people that betray you and promise you stuff and then let you down, you actually get end up getting bonded to. And these are not people you want to be bonded to. So it's, again, the psychology has been interesting in understanding, you know, I was telling you about my cult, sure, yeah, cult yeah. research. When, I, when we, we were talking last, you were studying a lot about cults. And you've sent me a few um, interesting clips of people discussing cults, which oh. would be the... It's amazing. I think it's so amazing. I think it's it's sad. I think it's sad and it's kind of interesting. I mean, you know, the cult phenomena is a good phenomena in many ways. You know, we have police um, and we have military that when they're told to go and do something, they don't get, you know, talk to their, their uh, commanding officer and say, I think we should talk about this. I'm not very comfortable. Well, it doesn't to... sound like a very good idea to bomb I... these people. <laughs> exactly. I have other ideas. I was thinking this and this, yeah? Like, dude, it's not going to work like this. This is this is not the way a machine works. Yeah, right. you want some things to work like, just do it. Okay. Yeah. Um, but as far as people's uh, free will, and of course, you know, psychic research challenges free will as well. You know, um, uh, as far as we can, if we can enter into other people, yeah, and yeah, which psychically, you know, this uh, D-Mills, so the um, uh, Broad Radin. Uh, Sheldrake research yeah. on uh, the D-Mills is direct mental influencing of living systems. So simply somebody staring at you and yeah. you can feel it. That was their experiment generally. So it's not it's not like, you know, MKUltra. <laughs> exactly. it's, not, it's not like they're beaming radio waves into my head, right. which they probably have done. Um, you know, uh, they probably got the ability to do sort of crazy, wacky stuff like that. But but just you can say, I don't know, influence your plants, definitely. And Wixway is a great way of helping people with pain. I mean, the pain's disappearing instantly with Wixway. It's just so. So the three basic steps are: you you imagine three points. We imagine a wave. Wave. Every, if if everything's energy, yeah. I say. If everything's energy, then every individual thing we can see as a wave. So it comes from not being, comes into being, yeah. and then it'll go back to not being. And that's the simplest wave. Yeah. Or the Chinese say from, like, not having, having, to not having. That's the cycle of life. Yep. Yeah. Um, and that's step one. And I call it the wave, so I call it the woo. So first, yes, that's what I was trying to get you to. Yeah. yeah. The woo is the, the acronym. So wave... And then universal intelligence. Okay, so dumbass universe, how did I love you to pieces? How did you make my problem? In the simplest way, well, one plus one is two. Yeah. So there's three points. Now it might not be one, it might be two thousand million da 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 da. Okay, plus twenty-seven point da 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 or <laughs> yeah, to the power of ten to the power of da, yeah. Square root of da da da. Okay. Equals 
your problem. Okay, so these three points, take them and just ask them very nicely in a flash to go back to the beginning. I always I get people to click their fingers so they mm -hmm. they're going really fast. Get it go back to the beginning of time, to the beginning of the universe, and then take a breath because you've now been doing very intentional work. Unconditional and I want you to, love. That's it. You go to the unconditional love, and as a concept, it's um, however you are, Stuart. However I am, it's okay, and that's what where it's very it's a, it's the highest concept. It's very Jesus, very. Um, very Buddha, very, uh, I don't, I think all religions basically at yeah. the essential level, love is what we're talking about. So I think it's, it's in line with everything. Um, right. and then a little bit in line with, uh, physics and a little sure. bit in line, but uh, again, I see it as a metaphor and, you know, you know, uh, hypnosis works and our mind works so well with metaphors. Yeah, it does. And, and I'm, um, I'm I'm constantly fascinated in exploring that topic every day. Uh but you have an interesting set of training in that in that you studied Bandler. Um <laughs> yes. Where, where where did you Dr. do that? Richard Bandler and all. Well, I, so uh, again it's a funny old story. Um I got interested in Richard Bandler uh and I got the videos and uh -huh. I thought like this guy sounds too far out my friend uh, he's he was a shaman and uh in uh, germany he was a psychologist and he he did ethnopsychology and went off to nepal and studied with shamans and came back awesome doing amazing stuff and he was just after i'd been to uh this this guy in china i didn't have many people i could talk to who weren't gonna lock me up <laughs> yeah um, and so uh, we do have that problem. <laughs> yeah, still. Yeah. That's why we're locked in this room. Right. Um, yes. The padded cell we're locked in now. Um, so anyway, um, we um, he said, like, check out Bandler. And I, I got the video and I put it in and it stopped. And I don't know why. I, as I say, what I'm trying to say is like put it in. He started talking he stopped talking. I don't know what happened. I don't know what he said. I, I was so hypnotized by what he'd done. It was like, this guy is far out. I got to see what did he just say to me? Like that, you know, that bastard. What has he just told me to do? Yeah. Right, exactly. Like, um, and it's just want... language. You wouldn't even, you weren't even conscious that we were doing it unconsciously. Right. So he was talking about his uh, polymorphic metaphors, which yeah. is like just so cool. Um, and uh, that was one of the things that he did, and that's uh, his nested loops and everything else. And it's just so interesting. For those that don't know, uh, Bandler and Grinder are the two guys who started what is now NLP, which is blown into a huge thing that's sold as a, a process for influencing people in business groups and stuff like that, which is, I think, gotten away from the beauty of it. The beauty of it was built on studying Milton Erickson and Ericksonian technique, and then boiling it down to sort of the language and the metaphor. Well, what happened was Bandler was doing his master's degree in psychology. He was already he'd already done done his uh, degree in maths. Mm -hmm. And uh, he did this study of Virginia Satir um, and came up with something which was breaking down the um, Noam Chomsky model of language. Yeah. So if I said to you, um, uh, see you tomorrow, Noam Chomsky would say there's a deep level to that. I'll see you tomorrow at what time, doing what, what, you know, at what place, yeah, which we don't mention. But 
actually that's how hypnosis happens is we use these big words so so basically he he did a model which said let's explode language so i can understand what people are really saying and that right. became the meta model and then he came up with he went to milton erickson completely stoned by the way this is what he says perfect he was completely stoned he said nobody could put him in a trance because he was already so in trance and he got what erickson was doing and he modeled erickson's way of doing uh, hypnosis, which was this incredible conversational hypnosis and uh, metaphorical right. hypnosis. And so he came up with these two models and and then he started doing crap with people like, you know, people that thought they were Jesus. He'd say, yeah, well, it's Good Friday next week. So um, and I'm a carpenter. I'm not a therapist. We're going to crucify you next Friday. And they'd go, <laughs> ah, I don't think this is such a good idea of doing Jesus anymore. And, you know, he'd made he'd made stuff that was wacky, again, uh, connected with Bateson and this uh, ideas of um, double bind, but double bind theory. Um, and basically um, what he did was uh, people said, what are you doing? And he said, um, NLP, it's uh, neuro linguistic programming. And people said, OK, well, that's OK then. And that's how it, they, right. it got it's born. Stuck. Yeah, it got stuck. And uh, as far as I understand, and I don't know, I did study with Richard Bandler. Uh, like all my training was with Richard Bandler in, uh, in NLP. So he said, like, he, he was kind of because Grinder was the guy that was doing his master degree. Uh, that's kind of how Grinder got involved. Right. But he certainly, you could tell that this was, for him, it was really his baby. And I think in a way what he did wrong, uh, I, if I may so humbly say Dr. Bandler, <laughs> yeah, because uh, he's another Richard, um, was I think with a lot of these things, we don't want to um, make it, sorry, that was me. Uh, we don't want to limit it. Um, we want to give it out to people and let people have access to it instead of saying this is mine if you want to study it if you want to study it come and study with me but you're not allowed to teach anybody it's like that is not going to happen it's knowledge it's information again with psychic psychic stuff we we have to change our paradigm i'm not sure how it's going to work but we have to open things up to people and makes things a little bit more right. fuzzy yeah it um it's mine and it's not mine. It's fuzzy, isn't it? It's on and it's off, like the standby mode. Well, there's a. It's hard for people to accept because the the tendency towards viewing psychics. So for for years and years and years and years, a psychic would was somebody who you'd say that person is psychic, and maybe that person would say I am psychic. But I, although I I I've noticed that normally you wouldn't make that kind of statement, but uh, I think now it makes more sense to say we we are psychic in the sense that we are all capable and it takes everybody in order to make those things happen. Again, the, the universe is psychic is kind of what I'm getting at. Interesting. I think we're evolving. We should evolve to be more psychic. Yeah. So... Apparently, BEMS, we're about 50, 56% of people are psychic. The arrest are not. So it's, it's um, uh, they call it the sheep-goat phenomena. Like some people, you know, really, you may as well be teaching a pig to whistle. Yeah. Right. Um, so, and it's not bad, but ideally, 
like if evolution works, we are going to get more psychic. And the only thing we can do to, to screw that up is, um, is if we really deny the phenomena. And right. then we, uh, but you can think about it. If I'm going out and I'm a hunter and I can go left, I can go right, or I can go straight on. And one of these directions is going to take me to my, to my bunny wabbit. Yeah. Or my, I don't know, my um, woolly mammoth or my, I don't know, to a lion. Uh, do you know which hunter is going to survive? It's the one that gets the, the, the prey that's not going to eat him. Yeah. Uh, so ideally, and you find in, in business, the business leaders are generally quite psychic. Mm. Yeah. And they have to be. They don't call it that. And no, they, they wouldn't. They, they're, they're very much in the closet. You talk to, I've talked to a lot of um, pilots. They've had a lot of pilots have had UFO experiences. So, well, don't, don't talk about this. This is off the record. Okay. Well, yeah, but they exist. So we're, they're closet ufologists. Um, a lot of, um, I, I'm not big into UFOs, by the way. I'm not, I just really don't know enough about it. And until they come bother me, I'm not going to bother them. Yeah. So, uh, which they haven't. So, um, the, that you know of. <laughs> exactly. Adel <laughs> <laughs> probing was wonderful. Um, <laughs> And um, the um, again, a lot of scientists are amazingly psychic. And again, if you want to prove something, this is the double bind of this. If you want to prove something is true or not true, and this is Rose, the Pygmalion effect, the Rosenthal effect. Yes, is you tend scientists tend to prove what they want to prove. I know. Yes. Yeah. So we already know the results of what we're going to do when we're doing experiments. And this is Ed May. Ed May did a paper on this. He said, basically, oh, I don't know if you know what publication bias is. Yes. Right. So basically for our listeners, it's when you, um, when you only publish the reports that show what, what you, you want. wanted to. So if I'm, if I'm testing uh, aspirin and it helps... Uh, on five of the tests, it helps everybody in the in the uh, study, and on five of the tests, it didn't help anybody, and we had some adverse effects. I decide to only publish the ones that have good effects. This is called publication bias, right. and or, or a one paper supporting a political candidate more than another. Yeah, there's all sorts of versions. Okay, absolutely. So I bring that up because, because it's a big one right now. Oh right, <laughs> right. Um, yeah, well, again, um, you know, the interesting, I think, now, wait a minute, the, one of these papers in America is owned by Falun Gong, and one is owned by the Moonies. Yeah. This is interesting. So, again, we're talking about mind control through our press. Hey, dude, it's happening. I once went on a tour uh, when I was in school of a very large recording studio, uh, film film recording studio, in Washington, D.C. And the first half of the tour showed uh, the facilities and we saw this giant blue screen room and a, a, a big uh, recording room and actually the room that uh, Politically Incorrect with Bill Maher was recorded in. Uh, I don't know if it's still recorded there, but at the time it was. And uh, it was cool. It was a cool space. Mm. The second half of the tour was all about who the Moonies were and... Mm -hmm how great they were and some publications were handed out and that kind of thing because this whole studio was a Mooney facility. 
And I was like, my brain was like totally skewed into this. What the fuck is this? And, and a lot of stuff is going on in that space. And, and, um, and I think that a lot of people that are doing it are just like, well, it's a space that's available. It's a good facility. And that's, we're not going to think about who's running it and what influence they have. But I mean, you have to question it. There's a very, very good book um, called Snapping America's Addiction to Sudden Change. Um, and Snapping? It, snapping. It's an APP? Okay, snapping America's addiction to su- to sudden change. Yeah, we want we tend to. Th- so I think it's not just an American phenomena, but we right. want like I want it now. I want this problem now. I've got a problem. Uh, I want a solution immediately. Yeah. Right. And you're. I'm going to go and see a therapist. I'm going to see him once. He's going to fix it, and that's it. Oh God. Yes. Yeah? Right. I will read this book. So, um, and what happens is, and this very much fits in with the psychic research i think yeah yeah, is um we have the an amazing plasticity of ourself to fit in and suddenly snap into a different uh like neurological or energetic structure and so when you spend your time all hanging around moonies and they've all got this thing the energy can actually snap your brain to snap into another way of thinking. And this is, in a way, it also happens when you're, you know, you're developing your psychic ability and everything else. Or when you're in a, you know, you're in a, in a cult, it's the same thing. You know, you, your brain gets snapped and it kind of takes on a shape. And it's, again, it's very much connected with this trauma bonding. Mm. So um, we're talking about um, attachment theory, John Bowlby attachment theory. Yeah. I'm really going everywhere, aren't I? You are, but I, it's great. So, John Bowlby. I think I think people listening just take notes and do your research after the show. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Bowlby had this. Um, uh, I think I forget who did the research, but the monkeys uh, who uh, uh, didn't have a mom, the babies who didn't have a mom. They yeah, the monkeys that um, he would put two cages in one cage. Um, the monkey would. Um, was that a robot mom? Was like robo mom? No, it was a stuffed cuddling. animal. Yeah. And so, um, basically, you have to look it up because I can't think of exactly. <laughs> I'm having the trouble as well. We are bad. Um, but yeah, I've read I've read this research too, and it's in the beginning of a lot of things I've studied before. Um, but what happens is they realize that the monkeys are more prone to get um, to to get physical re- reinforcement. Then they they need that more than they need the food. We we need love. We need we love, love more than food. We That's need love. We need belonging. You know, like human beings. Even like uh, the, the whole of our physiology is is based on connection. Right. Yeah? If you don't have connection with something, uh, and you know, this is very a spiritual thing as well. You know, then you you're gonna die. Um, and even the sociological research is loners die. Loners are the ones that die. Yeah. I must get myself a girlfriend. (laughs) (laughs) This is why this is why they they say men live uh, shorter lives than women, because women are social and um, and spend more time with other people and sharing their lives and talking about their feelings. And and men are more isolated. Yeah. Well, and and isn't isn't it? I think it's to do with this. um, uh how we identify ourselves. Generally, men have identified themselves in their own value by their job. So when you say, like, I was the 
you know, the chief executive officer of Bing Bang Bong Company, and I'm an important person, then suddenly one day you're not. Yeah. Right. And that you're kind of deflated and what you, you know, your whole self-image is, self-image goes down, your self-esteem and everything. And, and suddenly you're not who you think you are, really. And then, yeah, that's, that's really difficult to deal with for a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, whereas women have generally had to deal with that for a long time. It doesn't really matter who they are. They're still a woman. So, you know, I'm afraid I'm, I'm a feminist. I'm an absolute feminist. I'm, I see that there's an incredible amount of inequality and uh, abuse and um, discrimination that goes on against women. So. I don't understand as a modern human being how you cannot be a feminist personally, but... <sighs> well, there you are. Yeah. Yeah. But it's one of those... It's one of those funny things, you see. I'm a feminist. That means I'm support. I support equal rights for human beings. But if I say I'm a racist, it doesn't mean I support all equal right, rights for racists. <laughs> and I'm not a racist, okay? <laughs> so I, I'm a human beingist. Yeah. Yeah. So it's um, yeah, it's one of those English language things. It's so stupid. Yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah. Um, but you've been using Wixway, have you? Yeah. Oh, what's cool? How have your results been? Tell me how that. I've only been using it on myself. Okay. Um, but I, my results have been very positive and, and great for pain. I've only used it for pain, really. Okay. So, you know, uh, if I've gone out swimming and my shoulder gets, I, I have uh, my shoulder, I've dislocated a few times, so sometimes it gets sore, I will sit and use Wicks Way and uh, yeah, I, it, the pain dissipates. Dissipates. Great. Excellent. Um, yeah, I mean, I think, um, I think... It, it's interesting what I've been doing, just to go back to Wixway, just because uh, I was teaching it. Uh, I was like, get like 50 people in a room or 20 people in a room or five people in a room, and I'd show them what I could do by yeah. using the method. And I kept what I was saying to you completely secret, yep. and I didn't tell them anything. Yeah, this is what, how I was introduced to it in the fact in, in that um, I was talking to Peter Gable, and he told he took your course Right. And, and learned like, Wix way. And when I asked him what's Wix way, because he took it in the earlier forum, he said, "Well, I can't tell you. You should learn from from Richard yourself." Yeah, um, I got them now, to sign, uh, sign an NDA. You, you yeah. had him sign an NDA. Uh, now, to to the credit of that, I did researched you and friended you on Facebook. That's why we're here now. Is because I was like, "Well, okay, who is this person, and what should I go look at?" So when he was doing it to you, you had an issue, and it was disappearing. No, we were just having a conversation about different processes in in uh, therapy and how to help people heal, and and then um, he told me about Wix Way. I guess he he had at that point understood that I'm out there enough to exp to expose <laughs> to your way. You're mad, uh, <laughs> you know. Oh, he's okay. I can tell him about this. I assume, and um, and he, he told me the basic idea of, of using it to heal and, and that, you know, there's really no, um, it, he, he spurred a very big curiosity for me. And so we were actually talking about remote viewing and, and things as well and cu communication without physical communication. And, um, and I, yeah. and we were, we were actually at the FCC sitting and having, having uh, dinner, uh, and chatting. And, um, and then, I said, okay, well, let's do an experiment. 
Um, and so at first I said, I, what I'll do is I'll go to a sort of state that I know I can create in myself that I find to be um, a very open state. Because I, I think that we are more psychic in a trance state, in an unconscious state. Our unconscious is the, where the psychic happens for me. Yeah. Um, and so I said, I, I'll go to an unconscious state and you do whatever. If you if it's Wix way you need to go to or whatever your mind state is that you go to, you do that and we'll see what we get. And we got like a whole bunch of hits. Like I wrote down a number and it was similar. It wasn't the first time it wasn't exact, but we got a couple of things that were right. Um, and the, then I said something. I said, OK, I'll, I'll do this. I'll, I'll, um, I'll focus on something different. And I wrote down um, a hamster. Right. And and his response was, I don't know exactly. But what I'm getting is like a small rodent. Yeah. So it's like, okay, yeah. we, whatever we're doing, it's effective. Yeah. Is what we came to. Well, I'll share um, some more of this remote viewing stuff with you later. Yeah, I'd love I'm, to. I'm just, it's, it's seriously, I, I think that's, again, it's a little bit of my criticism of the remote viewing is people have like, um, reasonably said, um, I'll set up a company doing remote viewing, but then they said, "Well, the method uh, you you're not allowed to use the method and take money for it because it's it's you know taking money for it is sort of what I do and and so on." And I'm like, "Good people will be able to charge for hypnosis or whatever, yeah, yeah. Make the method free, make it open. Let let this has to develop, and it will only develop once everybody's got access to it. I sure. think." Um, and it's the same with Wixway. People that are interested, they're going to come and see me. Yeah. Um, I've been developing a really cool thing, um, and I call it language. I'm calling it, this is a beta name, okay, the language of love. And I'm using um, uh, symbols. Um, so I'm connecting uh, people's problem. I'm finding out what the problem is, again, using a symbol. And then I'm connecting uh I would say like more of a, a spiritual energy, so more of a, a love energy uh, to that. And then I'm finding like in the people I've done it with uh, amazing changes. And again, I'm interested in fast. So I, I'm kind of one of these people that's like, yeah, don't don't tell me to come back 10 times. It's like Bandler said, you, you don't take your car to the garage and say, your car's not ready. Sorry, it, it needs a few more no, weeks. No, and I, I understand found- that. It, that makes a lot of sense. It's like... Um- it's like the people that come to me and say, I want to quit smoking. And I say, great. Are you ready to leave this room today a non-smoker? And they go, oh, no, I, I wanted to quit maybe like in, in a few months. I, I have a lot of stress at work right now. I have to finish this project. And I don't think I'll be able to do it while I do that. And I'm like, okay, so which is the date that you are seeing yourself quitting smoking? Oh, maybe February and then I have to say, okay, well, why don't you circle that date in your calendar and come back? Because right. that's what we're here for. I'm not going to therapy you through it. I'm going to, we're going to quit. And it's like, a, it's like I say, um, I think there's something nice about um, the, the simplicity that we can have in physics. Something like, uh, you know, uh, the theory of relativity e equals mc squared explains so much. Yeah, but it doesn't explain a mouse. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like, how do you explain the complexity of a mouse? 
Yeah. How do you explain, you know, the each curve? You know, DNA explains everything, but it doesn't explain a mouse. Yeah. Fractals. Yeah. It's exactly. It's it's so amazing. And so what I found was Wixway that that simple method that solves a lot of things. Yeah. But some things are complex, and you right. know, honestly, you need to go into finding out where's my little bit of this problem that needs to be unraveled. Yeah. Um, and we again, you know, I just I, I always do this. I talk about what I've just been reading. I've been reading about um, uh, betrayal bonding and trauma bonding. And, uh, um, you know, I, I, I see this actually as a societal thing. How many times do we get lied to by our politicians and then we actually just believe them more and we get more bonded to them? Yep. I wonder. I really wonder. Um, and then I think, you know, I, w I wish we could do something. I wish we could be a little bit more open and honest and say, hey, you said you were going to do that. You didn't. You have betrayed us and we're going to feel more attached to you. But this is not a good thing. Right. So, um, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I've, I've got I've got lost again, uh, Stuart. I'm. No, you're doing great. You uh, betrayal bonding was where you, where you jumped off. But uh, we were talking about um, love and your new process that's in beta testing. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, we, well, that's not on my website yet. I've got a Udemy class, um, uh, which is which is running from the website. And um, you can learn the method, the, the woo. Uh, it's on the website. And I'm... I'm going to do some more. I need to write a book about this. You do. I do. I agree. A simple book. Like, so I don't know. While we're there, why don't you tell everybody what your website is? Uh, www.wixway.com. Fantastic. And .org, I think. Both of them? Yeah, I think I've got both. All right, so I'll share it in the description as well, but www.wixway.com. W-I-C-K-E-S. Vix. Yeah, Vix. Viking. Yeah, Vickers. Yeah. Vickers. Vickers. Yeah, so... um and. It comes from Vikestrom, which means Viking origin. So, you know, I'm probably related to rapists, rapists and raiders. Oh, I love Vikings. But what, uh, <laughs> what, what, what part of Scandinavia is your family? Is there a connection I have there? No idea. But you see, um, my my family was more from um, East Anglia. Okay. And that would be the area. So Northumbria or East Anglia is like if you came over on a boat, you you think. Right, do a bit of raping and pillaging. <laughs> do some over there. It gives a new meaning to uh, Stockholm syndrome. Well, Essex girl. Oh yes. Well, then, and that's Stockholm syndrome. We're back to betrayal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Betrayal bonding is all. It's like it's like we have a societal-based Stockholm syndrome going on. Well, did you know that the the women, some of them, waited nine years for their um, for their hostage takers and kidnappers to then marry. Wow. It was serious, like yeah. deep, deep bonding. Yeah. And they are still married. Yeah. And these people, you know, had guns and everything and were threatening. And it was because of the small, nice things. It, like we are so connected with uh, with our need to belong. And, and that's one of the things about psychic. People don't like to step outside the group. People don't want to believe in psychic because as soon as you say, come out the closet and say, I'm gay or I'm psychic, yeah, because it's literally that kind of closet. It's like, whoa, yeah, yeah? you're a fucking nut, yeah. yeah. Um, and we're not saying that. We're just saying, okay, this is the research. Do your if you don't believe in psychic, you're nuts, yeah. 
Okay, well, let, let me let me tell you something interesting on that on that topic. I belong to uh, only a few groups, right? But because I do shows that are uh, mentalism shows and such, um, and there are a, a lot of people in that world who, if you said yes, I am psychic, they would reject you, <laughs> even though that's the sort of world that it is, because they're creating the illusion of psychic powers in their shows, and when when you spend a lot of time working on uh, a fabrication right what seems to happen is you reject the real ones which is part of the reason i started this podcast because i'm like no there is this stuff out there let's talk about it let's right, right. let's have a discussion about it and let's bring it into the world because there are psychic things yeah i mean um you know uh, james brandy um yeah, bless his cotton socks. I don't know enough about him to um, to have much of a a comment on him, except that he his show is you're an ass, basically. Yeah. You're an ass hat because you believe in psychic things, and I'm going to show you you're an ass hat, and I'm going to hand you. Well, the skeptic the world goes even further, I think, because and the the modern atheists with a capital A, uh, in that they seem to say you're an ass if you believe. Anything. Um, well, again, it's physic. It's physicalism, and yeah. physicalism is a form of fundamentalism. Exactly. So it's as you know, it, the danger is uh, again. You know, fundamentalists—they're nuts, really. They're they're mathematically incorrect. Yeah. Um, if you so, uh, there's something like a circular argument. Like the circular argument that the fundamental fundamentalists get is, um, I believe in god and once you believe in him you'll you'll experience him right well that's a circular argument so well yes i'm already believed in him so i'll believe in him that's stupid yeah yeah the phys physicalist argument it says there is only physical material can you only see that there's physical material that proves that there's only physical material that's a that's a circular argument that is what we call an incorrect thinking in logic it's 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 an it's a um what do they call it um um, a logical fallacy. Yeah. It's a mistake. Yeah. It's the same as scientifically proving something is a mistake. It's a logical fallacy. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I've had experiences. I think when you take a, the middle way, and it's again Dunning-Kruger, I think we're talking a little bit about this. People that are very confident, they're normally the idiots. The people that aren't confident, they're normally the intelligent ones. Who do we believe? When you're stressed, you go to this um, what's called heuristics. Uh, it's when we, we make things simple for ourselves. We trust people who are confident. Yeah. Can you fix this for me? I can do it. Well, I need to see what what kind of, you know, say this is your wardrobe. What kind of wall have you got? What sort of material is this made of? And da -da -da. somebody walks in and says, yeah, I'll fix it for you. It costs $100. I'll, see, I'll fix it tomorrow. I'll see you tomorrow. Well, excellent. Done. Easy. Yeah, I've really got a lot to do today. The guy solved my problem. When you get home, he's a complete idiot. He's done nothing. He's bodged the job. Yeah, and he's saying, well, I need this and I need that. Yeah, it's more complex and blah, blah, blah. But you gave him the job because he said he was confident. Right. The guy that says, I'll have to look and see what materials, I have to see if this is available at the distributors and blah, 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 blah. Uh, wait a minute, mate. You're making this complex for me. Uh, I'll actually have to think about it. Yeah. Heuristics is my way of not thinking. This is the way I like to do things. 
I'm going to choose the guy that's confident. So people, and we see this in politics, people say, ah, I'm going to fix this. I'll yeah. make America great again. Yeah. I got it. I got it. I, I do everything I do is great. You know, I'm so good. So people go, oh, thank God for that. <sighs> great. Instead of somebody going, well, it's probably not going to be an easy fix. And there's some of the issues that... It may are, take more than eight years. Yeah, some, <laughs> some some issues are going to take, you know, it's... it's well, dude... Oh, I'm not going to pick you. You're an idiot. Like, like you're the idiot. Yeah. Right. The guy that's going to fix it is the one I want. So in a way, you know, it's why um, one of, we were talking about earlier, one of the fundamental basis for a democracy is education, educated um, populace that can say, sure. what, wait a minute, it is not a simple fix. Why is he saying it's a simple fix? He's an idiot. Yeah. Right. Um, but this is what they call the Dunning-Kruger effect. So, um, again, once we... I'm so we, glad you, remem- you remember all these names. I know. <laughs> I'm horrible at remembering names well, of things. Well, I won't in, in a year's time, so I'll, I'll just uh, use this as my benchmark, you know, for how, how uh, my memory gets worse. It's the coffee. But, uh, <laughs> it is. It's an amazing coffee. coffee. Um, but so let's say psychic, when we're talking about psychic things, J- Joe Mc- McMonagall, who got the, uh, the Legion of Honor which is the highest peacetime military medal for his remote viewing work from the, I think it was from the president. Like, you don't get better than this. Yeah, Medal of Honor is the top. Right? Congressional Medal of Honor, I think, is the top. Congressional Medal of Honor is what he got for remote viewing. Yeah? He said, remote viewing, your percentage of accuracy is about 56%. Well, of course you're going to fail if it's 56%. So, Randy, it's like if you're expect- if you're going to aim for that 40%, yeah, you can screw us over, by the way. It doesn't mean you're you're clever. It means you're an a- asshat, I think yeah. is the, yeah, the technical term. Technical term, mm. yeah. Um, or somebody that's, that's just over to screw over somebody else. It's not a nice person, yeah. Right. Uh, it doesn't prove that I'm stupid, yeah. It doesn't prove that you're clever, yeah. Yeah, it, it really doesn't prove very much. Uh, it's it's entertainment. What is, of course, people people like to be proven that they're right. So people who want to believe uh, James Randi, they're going to be addicted to his show, and people want to belong. You know, yeah. absolutely. So I think uh, you know we we have to fund a Facebook group. Yeah, out of the closet psychics, yeah, or something, nice. or out Psych- of the closet psychics out of the closet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the. Um... Gotcha Mark's quote is something like, uh, I don't want to be a part of any group that'll have me. You know, that'll... Yeah. 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 Yes, well, it's like, um, it's like uh, uh, Lynn, Lynn Buchanan uh, has got some great quote. He loves oxymorons. He always coming up with these oxymorons. Holy, holy, uh, holy war, smart bomb. Yeah, right. I think they're great, great oxymorons. Fantastic. Um, but he was saying like, uh, similar, similar thing is if, if the... If the brain was so simple that we could understand it, we'd be so simple we couldn't. Yeah. So it's a bit like you know, yeah, your yeah. ground show moss. I don't want to belong to a club I'm I'm that would allow me to belong to it. Yeah. yeah. So um yeah, yeah, it's something like that. Um so I'm yeah, I'm interested in uh in developing the community as much as anything else, which I need to get on with. Uh, now I finished the degree, I think I need to get on with the supporting the community well let's do it i I think it's great i think you've got a good you you started well already the the groups that i've seen and the people that you've got you've got people coming into the town to share their ideas and 
We've got stuff going on. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, WhatsApp's been good. So um, when people, I've got a group of 60 people on WhatsApp, mm -hmm. and when anybody's got shoulder pain, because, you know, direct yeah. mental influencing or Wixway works over a distance, um, you know, they say, I've got shoulder pain, it's five. And within five minutes, five people have sent the woo to them and they repeat it. They just keep on repeating the woo however many times. So that, that's something right. important to mention. It's like if you've got shoulder pain, you do the wave, you do the three points and then you take a disconnecting breath and just accept everything. And you keep on doing that until it goes. But if it doesn't work after three or four times, if there's no change, then stop. Because like Einstein said, repeating something and having no... And it, uh, and getting the same result and expecting a different it is result. insanity. Exactly. Yep. We're finishing each other's quotes, man. Ah, this we is got great. That. <laughs> <laughs> we got this going. Um, and so, um, um, yeah, th there's this whole community of people just like helping each other. And yeah. uh, and on the other groups, which I've got, is it's the complex stuff. So mm -hmm. it's relationship stuff. And then you, you may be going into areas where it's not psych it's not psychic proven areas yeah uh i accept so one thing i was very careful in my research was not to go into spiritism um i have spiritual experiences um i have um you know things that i just can't explain which which i would say we're talking about spirits we're talking about some angelic forces sure um but I haven't, we're, I don't think... It's not I, your expertise. I No, I, I put it like this. Um, our science is not going to start taking us seriously if we start talking about angels and, and spirits step by step, yeah? Yeah. The first step is get them on the train. They're going to have experiences which, once it's really out of the realms of uh, physicalism, um, is it true or not true? Forget forget science as a means to prove it. Can you get results with it? This is something which you might be able to prove with science. Sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So uh, yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. So well, the, those WhatsApp groups are I, going. I forecast it's going to go well. And, uh, and yeah, well, I think you I know, think I really appreciate build. you know you inviting me um, on it, and I really appreciate all the support that I get. Um, yeah, man. Um, I, I want to get it out to everybody. Uh, I want people to, I want it to be like open source, you know, a bit like uh, Android and Google. Like, you know, if, if you, you're using it and you're doing a hypnosis session and someone says, I've got this, and you just do the woo, right, three times, yeah. and they say, okay, how does that feel? And you don't need to tell them you're doing it. No, you don't. It is a tool for the toolbox, and it can help people. Right. And uh, I've been using it. Um, I've got a lady that's, that's using it with the EFT. Yeah. Um, EFT is great. Yeah, it's it's great. So I said, just, okay, so when the people are on a distance, We didn't, just we didn't do them. this before we started. <laughs> yeah, no, it's great. I, I love EFT. Um, so I do, the, I do the tapping sometimes. So, I mean, I, I, I develop, I do, I develop the, this way that is actually way faster than EFT. And I still use EFT. Sure. It's like, dude, use what works. Exactly. I still, I still use, uh, uh, Yun, although I think really what I'm doing now with Yun is completely different to what uh, Cam Yun does. Uh, but Cam Yun is um, a little bit of a betrayal bonder, I think. He does he does things which I think he's got a... I'll have to look at himself. So. Right. But, uh, as a whole...
whole nother thing. Um, yeah, is there anything you want to say to people before we end? They can find out more on uh, about your work at uh, wixway.com, W-I-C-K-E-S-W-A-Y.com. Yeah, is there? Send me, send me the feedback. Um, send me the feedback on the results. So, okay. uh, so what you do is when somebody's got a shoulder pain, say like you know your shoulder pain, you you ask them say what number is it out of ten? Ten is the highest. It's the highest pain, you know that they can imagine. Just what, like you would at a doctor when they give you the smiley face, frowny face, what, what is the level of pain? They do ex- the same thing. Exactly. Then do your woos and record how many woos you do and how many woos to get to zero or how many, where do you stop? Yeah. So if it's, you had a pain of seven and you got to zero in three woos, just make seven and, you know, under the pain level and then woos three and the result zero. Okay. So um, that would be, like, amazing because, in a way, that's already scientific research. It's yeah. saying, how many times do I intentionally send it back to a zero point? Uh, and it's not forward. I just want to stress that. You, we are sending the energy backwards. Right. Yeah? So it's like returning to nature. Right. Yeah. Of course, um, you might say we're going back towards our birth, but I think there's a – you know, I'm – uh, I personally feel a strong connection with uh, re- with sp- spirituality, with Jesus and Buddha, and uh, um, and there's very much this idea of being born again. Yeah, yeah. So I think that makes a lot of sense. Um, and so um, you're sending sending the energy back, um, and then um, uh, yeah, and then just send me send the results, send in those forms. Um, I will. What I'll do is I'll put a PDF on my site. Actually, that's like a um, what do they call it? Like a uh, formula. Form- formula for the woo. Yeah, yeah. No, the formula for the woo's there. And I've, I've yeah, typed, I thought I'd seen it there before. Yeah, I've typed up a uh, for the hard of hearing. I've typed. I've got a friend uh, who's deaf, so I've uh, I've typed it up as well. So I'm going to put that up. At so definitely for all healers and therapists and people who, well, just anybody really, but. Go go to Richard's site and and um, start using this. It's great stuff. Yeah, I mean, I, I'd love that. And just uh, you know, like like um, academically, we always give people uh, credit reference. So just say Wixway, and yeah. if they want to learn it themselves, like if you're a therapist, there's no way that anybody can replace by learning these three steps. There's only going to replace all your years of clinical experience, right. all your years of study. It's, it, but they might be able to help their kid with a fever or they might yeah, be able to help It's a case them. of if it works, use it. Yeah. And uh, uh, there's lots of, there's lots of uh, people to support the fact that it's working. But let's actually make that point. If your kid's got a fever, take it to the doctor. Sure. Yeah? It doesn't replace a medical treatment. So like, I'm a I'm a, a therapist, and I have to check out things before I'm. You know. Yeah, it, it is a way of dealing with pain and and in the moment quickly, and it and it's not necessarily going to reduce it, and it's not necessarily going to reduce it to nothing. But it ha- I've seen it to work. I've done it on myself, and it's worked. I've seen it in a group of people work on amazingly on people. So um, yeah, miraculous. Yeah. I mean, it is miraculous. I mean, I I I yeah. There, there was. But definitely go to your doctor. <laughs> there was, there was something like uh, when I was. Um, there was something that happened. I, I think um, the ancestors came down and gave this. It's, it's an ancestor. 
pastoral knowledge mm-hmm. from the Tai Chi school. Um, and I know that's, I know we've talked all very scientific and very spiritual, but I feel that like there was a transmission to me. There was a download to me. Um, and, uh, and I'm very, I'm very grateful and very humble for that. Well, I'm grateful you were able to come today and share all this. Um, so thank, thank you, Richard. You, yeah. Okay. Well, I'll look forward. I'll give you feedback later. Fantastic. Thanks again to Richard Wicks for coming over and sharing his knowledge of Psy and mysterious world of his. Um, I'm going to be doing a workshop with uh, someone he's bringing over, I think from Malaysia on next uh, Monday, and I might uh, see if I can get some interviews with any of them and, and we'll have some more interesting stuff for you all to listen to in future episodes of Mysterious World. If you're not uh, already a member of the group, you can go on Facebook and join the Mysterious World Facebook group. Just search Mysterious World. There's there's a couple of, there's actually another group called the same thing. Um, I think mine has a, a little skull image and uh, you'll see, once you get there, you'll see the Mysterious World um, heading or, or banner at the top that's the same as the one on the website, MysteriousWorldPodcast.com. So go check that out. Again, you can uh, donate at the donate button. Also, please uh, leave your thoughts, comments, and such on the MysteriousWorldPodcast.com page on the internet. And also, while you're there, uh, there will be some more information on remote viewing, uh, some videos, and some uh, more information on Richard as well. Please tune in to the next episode, which will be with my sister, Reverend Adrian Dawson, and we'll talk about uh, religion, and we'll talk about belief, and we'll talk about uh, people in general, and um, what it's like to be a priest for her, and to have a congregation, and how she ended up uh, finding that calling, and what a calling is, and all sorts of other things. Please enjoy your summers while you still have it. We will be barreling into fall soon, my favorite season. And um, I think it is the season of mystery in itself. So we'll have a lot more to share then. Blessed be to you all. And thanks for listening. 